ESPN 102.3, The Ticket FM. This is The Walkthrough. Thank you so much for coming back for another week. My name is Jeff Postis. Usually this is where I would say, with me as always is the great Matt Graham, and Matt would say something stupid. And, you know, I'd say, oh, that's so great, just because he's the producer and I always have to compliment him or he can make me sound all funky. But Matt is not here today. Matt is not feeling well. He's down with something serious. I don't want it, and I don't even want him talking into these microphones because what he's got is so bad, I'm afraid you folks would catch it through the airwaves. So Matt's just going to, uh, to, stick o- to stay away for this one. His loss, I say. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to try and get this done myself. There's lots of buttons to push and knobs to turn, so bear with me. Never done this before, but fortune favors the bold. And I'm a mountaineer, so we're going to get this done. Um, lots to talk about. I'm very excited about today's show. Um, although, uh, you know, needless to say, I am a bit nervous. We'll see if I don't burn the station down. Um, so, uh, very excited about our guests. Today, we're doing something a little special. I wanted to focus on some great stories in the state of West Virginia because there are so many. Uh, I love this state. I love its people, even though I am not a, uh, a natural-born uh, West Virginian. Um, I've, uh, over the years since like, since around 1988, it was major Harris, obviously anyone who listens to the show long enough knows that, uh, major Harris, major Harris is the reason I'm a mountaineer. It was back in 88 after the Penn state game. I wrote a letter to the school saying how much I loved the team and how I wanted to be a mountaineer and Don Neon and major Harris wrote back. I still have the stuff they sent me hanging in my game room. Don Nealon called me a future Mountaineer, invited me to, to try out for the program. It was just amazing. And uh, if you are an eight-year-old boy or if you have an eight-year-old boy or if you know an eight-year-old boy or girl, that, uh, you, you're not surprised to know that that, that clinched it. Hearing, you know, getting a, an autographed picture of Major Harris, a game program, all that stuff, that was it. I was a Mountaineer for life, and here I am. So um, I say that to say that I love West Virginia and love the people, so I wanted to take uh, the opportunity that I have here to to use this hour to share some great stories. Um, so this week, we have Professor Aldo Romero from West Virginia University. He is, um, uh, uh, like I said, a professor at the school, and he and a student, Sobit Singh, are uh, being credited with an incredible find in uh, the field of physics and computing, uh, frankly, whatever, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't really get it, uh, but what they did is amazing. They're going to come here and explain it to us, and we're all going to be smarter when uh, when they're done talking. So I cannot wait to talk to them. There's great work being done in a lot of fields at West Virginia, West Virginia University, so uh, I think it's time we shed some light on all of the great things that happen there because it's certainly not just a sports school, so cannot wait to talk to him. Then we got Tyson Bagent of Martinsburg High School, the West Virginia State Player of the Year, Gatorade Player of the Year. Just wrapped up uh, back-to-back state championships, finishing up his career at Martinsburg. He's one of the best players in school history. Cannot wait to talk to him, see what his plans are for the future, and and uh, get get a, a sense of what it was like to play for such a great team, a, a championship team, his senior year. So looking forward to that. And then finally, we we were going to speak to Lindsey Varney, uh, and Bill Varney and Lori Varney. The Varneys are uh, a great family of West Virginians. Uh, unfortunately, Lindsay is, uh, is sick. She, uh, has DPIG, um, excuse me, DIPG. They are, uh, like aggressive brain tumors that sit at the, at the base of the brain. Lindsay is a true mountaineer. Uh, she was given eight months. They're on 16 months now. 
and she is just uh, just fighting her, her butt off. So I really wanted to talk to Lindsay, and I wanted you guys to hear her story, hear from Bill, hear from Lori. Like I said, they're a great family, huge Mountaineer fans. Wanted to talk to them. Uh, Lindsay's not feeling well. She's not going to make it today. She is in our prayers. I ask that you guys keep her in your prayers if you're the praying type. And if you're not the praying type, just keep her in your thoughts. Um, uh, Lindsay is not alone. There's, there's kids all over this state fighting things, and uh, they all need our support. So, um, Lindsay, we're thinking of you. We miss you, and we cannot wait to talk to you next week because we are having her back. She will be back next week. She's a fighter. And I cannot wait to talk to Lindsay, Bill, and Lori Varney. Guys, like I said, you're in our thoughts and prayers. So go Mountaineers, and we will be talking to you guys soon. So yeah, big show today. Very excited to speak to Aldo and to Tyson. Um, uh, and like I said, lots to talk to them about. Everything from football to quantum physics. So we're going to pretty much cover it all today. Um, but here in the open, let's get. Some, I got some stuff written down here. Stuff I want to get to. Uh, there's been things floating around Twitter that I have found interesting pretty much all week. And we're going to start with David Sills not winning the uh, Bolitnikoff Award. Um, obviously, there is a long history of Mountaineer players being slighted when it comes to postseason honors. Um, you know, Kevin Jones not winning Big East Player of the Year despite leading the league in points and rebounds. You're going to have to explain that one to me. Uh, Stedman Bailey not winning the Bolitnikoff Award when he was quite clearly uh, the best uh, wide receiver in the nation. Um, the list goes, you know, it goes on and on. Pat White never even, uh, n- never being invited to a Heisman uh, ceremony. Um, nuts. But as far as Sills goes, this one didn't bother me so much. David Sills had an awesome season um, 18 touchdowns or whatever the final number was. Um, but. I don't think there's anyone really who could watch, uh, you know, I hate to say the film. You sound like such a uh, an elitist when you say that, but it's really the truth. I don't know how you watch the film and come away thinking that David Sills is a better wide receiver than James Washington. I wouldn't say that he doesn't have a higher ceiling. Uh, I think David Sills is a, is a very uh, rare athlete. On the outside there, tall, long, lean, can run, can jump, great hands. He's made some phenomenal plays. Those 18 touchdowns, those were not, um, you know, those were not 18 slants. He just ran ball in his hands. He caught some really, really tough ones, some deep balls, some jump balls, and, yeah, some slants in in traffic in the red zone. So um, David Sills can really do it all. But that just, frankly, that did not bother me too much. I do think James Washington is the better player. I do think James Washington was the best wide receiver in the country this year. Um, I don't think David Sills, outside of the touchdown production, which is a pretty big deal, uh, um, I don't think outside of the touchdown project, uh, production, Sills did enough to um, to really carry him over the top of James Washington, who is probably going to be a first-round pick in uh, the NFL draft in April. Now that's, or, or whenever it is this year, maybe May or whatever. Um, but, you know, and that's not the point. You know, they don't give the the uh, the award to the highest drafted player in the cup, upcoming draft. But I do think it shows that there's just, a, that there is a gap between them still. I fully expect David Sills to close that gap. Like I said, I think he is special. But um, as far as this year goes, I do not include this snub on the list of the long list of Mountaineers that were ignored when it comes time to give out some hardware at the end of the year. Uh, I was glad to see Lamont McDougal was not ignored, named a freshman All-American. Um, 
that is not surprising, and that is every bit of that is earned. It was at the Virginia Tech game. Um, me and Matt and two other guys that help out with the show in the back in the background, uh, Ben and Bill. They uh, we all went to the game. Um, we were in the end zone. Uh, we did not do the uh, the media stuff for that game. I was in the press box for the BYU game, and anyone who's listening or any of the guys who, who may have been in the press box in Redskins Stadium maybe uh, will can tell you it's not great. It's it, the, not a great view. Just food's not great. You can't go down to the field. It just wasn't that fun for me. So I said, you know, I'm going to go with the guys, and we will sit uh, in the end zone. And I'm thrilled I, do, I, I did. We were right there. We were about – about 10 feet from uh, the Gary Jennings handshake with the West Virginia fan after that long touchdown. Um, so anyway, Lamont McDougal comes in, and from that angle, we're looking at the back of the defensive line, and right away, Lamont McDougal starts making plays, and I said to Matt, that guy is special, and he really did carry it on for the rest of the year. Lamont McDougal had a great season, and obviously there's no reason to think that he is not going to continue. He is a special, special player. And uh, I'm glad that he got honored as a, uh, a freshman All-American. Um, a player who did not get honored, Kenny Robinson. Again, I got no problem with it. Um, not that big a deal to me uh, to not get mentioned. As, you know, I think getting named to the team is a huge deal. I think not getting, not getting named is, is nothing. Maybe it's just uh, a little bit of motivation perhaps for <clears> – <throat> excuse me – for uh, – Kenny Robinson, but I, I mentioned him to say I do think he was the second uh, best freshman or the other top freshman contributor. Josh Sills was great as well, but when I think of the young guys, especially on that defense that are going to carry this program forward, Kenny Robinson and Lamont McDougal stick out right away. So excited to see what they uh, can do. Obviously, like I said, Sills is Sills was very good, and um, uh, who's the oh Derek Pitts? Derek Pitts did some things. But those two, Lamont McDougal and Kenny Robinson, they absolutely um, stuck out. And uh, tip of the cap to Lamont McDougal for uh, the fr- freshman All-American nomination. Great job by him. Um, and then, so just, I'm just going down the list here because, you know, like I said, I got buttons and knobs to push, so I'm trying my best here. So I'm, I'm, doesn't, it feels like it's not a disaster so far. Hopefully it isn't. <laughs> I want to get to this here, though. I have it written down here, and I just have it written one word. It says, snoggle. So I don't know if you're listening, raspy voice kids. I said this on Twitter. I got no beef with you guys. The walkthrough loves the raspy voice kids, and the raspy voice kids love the walkthrough. But the other day, they were calling Kevin Pitsnoggle, the great Kevin Pitsnoggle, the man whose name needs to be uttered from the first k to the last ugh. He's earned that. You call him Kevin Pitsnoggle, folks, or pit snoggle or you can say you got pit snoggled what you can't say is snoggle when did this start i need to know i want i want the raspy voice kids attorneys to reach out i want a formal letter notarized telling me that where this nickname came from who started it and what i can do to get it stopped because i cannot stand by and let this happen kevin pit snoggle will never never on my watch be known as Snoggle. I need the Raspy Voice kids to relent and remove Snoggle from the uh, their vocabulary moving forward. And look, if they don't want to, and that's fine, they got a nice show, they got a nice brand, they're doing great things. If they don't want to pull it off, that's fine. 
but it's going to be some beef between them and, he, and me for the remainder of our media careers here because I just don't buy I can't see it. I can't see Snoggle as a, as a nickname, and I need to get this fixed because I love the Raspy Voice kids, and I don't want any bad blood between us. Just kidding, of course. Um, but anyway, that, that question was asked, or that nickname was used, in what was a very interesting question as to who would you want taking a clutch shot for the Mountaineers and they're talking basically modern history because it's kind of unfair to have Jerry West in your program. Because anytime you say, you know, who's the best? Well, Jerry West. Who's the most? Jerry West. So it's kind of tough. It's, it's like cheating having Jerry. It's like North Carolina. No one can ever be the best North Carolina player ever, ever. Um, so having Jerry West here makes any of these conversations tough. So let's just call it in the last 25 years or so. Who did you want taking this last shot? And obviously, there's guys they left off the list because there's been a lot of great players here. But we'll go with the ones they mentioned. And it was Pitsnoggle, Frank Young, Deshaun Butler, or Javon Carter. Now, to me, the answer is Deshaun Butler. It's a no-brainer. It's easy. And that's even with Frank Young being a dead-eye shooter, Kevin Pitsnoggle being one of the great college personalities and players of all time, uh, twice took over the uh, took the, the nation's imagination. Um in March, just a great, fun Mountaineer. Love Kevin Pitsnoggle. And then, of course, Javon Carter is setting himself apart in here in his senior year. But it's Deshaun Butler. And in seeing these conversations happening on Twitter, I have to wonder if Deshaun is getting the credit that he deserves. Deshaun Butler took this team to a Final Four. He was one of the best players in the country. He was, he was a dynamic player. I remember seeing him as a freshman um, – make a move, did something along the baseline, a little spin move. It was in Madison Square Garden. We were there live, and he made some spin move, went up, finished the play, and I said to my brother, my brother Michael, who was, who was there at the time when, when he is a mountaineer, graduated in 2000 or something like that. He lives in Texas now, used to live up here, so we used to go to a ton of games together, and I said to him, this guy has all Big East potential. He's, you know, he's something, and he agreed, obviously. You know, Deshaun was, was showing flashes. But his senior year was unbelievable. The 44 or 42, whatever it was, point game against Nova. The back-to-back-to-back or something like that. Uh, Game-winning shots in the Big East tournament. Just unbelievable. And seeing that the, the lack of, um, of consensus about who you would want taking the shot, I was, I was surprised. I mean, to me, Deshaun Butler is a Mount Rushmore guy. He's, I mean, why is he not Pat White? Uh, a Final Four is a big deal um and i hate to compare to compare these two guys uh you don't want to diminish anybody but a final four has to count for more than a bcs bowl game i mean you know there's what was there five or six winners of bcs bowl games now pat has three of them and pat is pat Uh, you know he again i do not like to compare these guys they're both great and the reason mount rushmore is great is because there's room for four um but Deshaun butler takes a backseat to no one in terms of except for Jerry West and Rod Huntley probably um but uh yeah Deshaun Butler for my money is the guy he's the answer to pretty much any question if you're saying after after 2000 in the last 20 years or whatever it is uh 15 25 years whatever Deshaun Butler's the guy and I wonder if uh if we give him enough credit um that's something I'm going to uh, sniff around Twitter and see what people's thoughts are. So, so there you go. Um, so Raspy Voice Kids, great question. I love the stuff they're doing with um, – they've been doing a couple of these. They did the third down one last week of third and five, who are you throwing to? Um, that was Jock Sanders, 
or Darius Reynad. Um, again, two really important contributors to some great Mountaineer teams. Uh, but for, for me, it's Jock. Um, loved Jock. You put him on a fully developed Dana Holgerson offense, that guy's going to catch 120 balls. Jock Sanders was special. Went on to win a great cup. Scored a touchdown in a great cup for the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Um, so, yeah, miss you, Jock. Um, all right, yeah, so, folks, so we will be back. Uh, we will speak to Aldo Romero when we come back. Thank you so much for bearing with me here. Like I said, I'm going to get this show done with your support. Mountaineers stick together. All right, so, yeah, stick around. We'll be back with Aldo Romero. This is The Walkthrough on ESPN 102.3, The Ticket FM. Thank you. We'll be back. I saw a cigarette contend. Hi, Coach Bob Huggins here at your local Little General store. As I travel this great state, it's nice to know almost everywhere I go, Little General's there to serve me. From gas to groceries, and let's not forget their delicious New River coffee. Little General stores have taken convenience to a whole new level. Great prices and convenient places say it all. Shop your local Little General store today and tell them Hugs sent you. ESPN 102.3, The Ticket FM. You are back with the walkthrough. Thank you so much for sticking around. And as I always say, you are going to be glad you did. Very excited for this next interview. We have Aldo Romero, professor at West Virginia University and his student and a genius in his own right, Sobit Singh. Gentlemen, what's going on? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting us. That's very nice. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure, my pleasure. So, uh, Aldo Romero, Professor, you were the first one to speak there, so let's get started with you. Before we get into this major breakthrough you guys have, uh, have, have come upon here, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, when you came to West Virginia, and uh, what you do at the university. Well, I came to West Virginia five years ago as an associate professor at the physics department, and I have been there and having a lot of fun with the students at the university. That's awesome. Um, uh, where did where did where were you before West Virginia? Well, I was in Mexico for quite some time, but before that, I was in uh, in Chile, and before that, I did my PhD at UCSD in San Diego. Oh my gosh! So you've been everywhere, and so you know now, having been everywhere now in West Virginia, there is no place like West Virginia, right, Professor? The only mountains and perfect weather. <laughs> yeah, look at that! Awesome, awesome. And all right, Sobit, thank you so much for joining us as well. Why don't you tell us about yourself? Um, I was also lucky. I came here in 2013, in the same year when Professor Eldo joined WBU, and um, then I approached him for a PhD position, and we started working together. Um, before coming here, I did my master's back in India from IIT Guwahati, and then I came here, and uh, that we is are awesome. Fun, that that is awesome. I I you know uh, mountaineers come from everywhere and you don't have to just throw a pass or score a basket to be a mountaineer there's lots of ways to be a mountaineer so thank you guys for your contributions and uh thank you for coming to west virginia uh so but you said you, you were in india um you know we we know a thing or two about mountains in west virginia but you got some mountains in india were you up were you in, in the north were you in the northern areas actually i was born and brought up in northern india close to himalayas right my like my hometown is on the foothill of Himalayas, so you can clearly see the mountains, but it's in it's still in a plain area. Oh my so god. You can see the beauty 
that's on covered mountain but you yeah. don't have to i mean no it's pretty cold there too oh my gosh um, that, but then i went to northeast which is entirely in forest area close to like uh, myanmar that border that's where i did my masters it was a beautiful place and um geographical condition they were exactly like west virginia there so i didn't had like huge lot of uh, geographical change you know right 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 Because i was same atmosphere there oh that's so funny um, so so yeah you're a mount, you're a mountain man at heart huh Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that is awesome. All right, so okay, so you said it, uh, Sobit. You asked Aldo to, to work um, uh, on your PhD with you. Um, so yeah, so what? You how did you guys get started working on? You know, th this big breakthrough you've had um, with. Uh, tell me if I have this right. These these are called whale. Do I have that right? Why don't you tell us what it's called? Whales. Whales. Wild particles, so wild semi-metal as well. Excellent, wild particles. Now these, and correct me, jump in at any point, but these were predicted by their namesake um, around yeah. around 1930, and then in mm -hmm. two and then in 2015 they were discovered. Right, I have this right. They were discovered in crystals to actually exist. Right. Correct. Okay, so that's the baseline. Then you two come together, and what happens next? Um, so actually, we were working together. We had uh, at the same time of the discovery independently. We um, so they detected in lab. But what we were doing, we were trying to manipulate them. We were trying to uh, gain hardness over their dynamics. Um, how can we move? Because if you don't know how to control them, you cannot build up um, any device. You can't develop a technology based on those particles. So um, is is that where the spinning comes in? Because you guys were able to to spin these things. You were able to. to um, go ahead. I, I think basically what we propose is a method to manipulate them. Yeah. Okay. So you can have them in the lab, but uh, they don't necessarily be useful if you just have them in the lab. You yeah. need to apply something and obtain something from them, and that's exactly where we come. That is yeah. that is so awesome. We, and and the breakthrough that you guys had was to was to do them in pairs. Is that right? Um. Yes, actually. So what you do, like uh, we create, they always appear in pair, and they have each pair, uh, like uh, one of the pair will have one certain spin, and another one will have exactly opposite spin, right? So they have a different spin feature. Um, so what we did, we uh, proposed a way that how can we create them? If you apply pressure um, or do some magic on the crystals, you can create them, and after that we apply um, electric field to move them. Uh, within the crystal, that, this is this, this is this is unbelievable, and I can't you know it's just so awesome to know that this is all happening on the campus of West Virginia University. These these incredible breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. So so you guys are working this now. When you're working on something like this, where are you? Are you like is this math? Is this a math problem, or are you actually in a lab <laughs> doing experiments, or yeah, or are you on the chalkboard? So we just deal with equations. We are theoretical physicists. So we just did everything on pen and paper, and we solve our equations using supercomputers. So like everything was done theoretically. So this was a prediction. And why it is important? We did that last year. And after our prediction, this year we found a paper which appeared in Science, which is one of the best journals in the world. Absolutely. A group from University and California University. They A joint team. They uh, did. They followed exactly our methods, and they applied on a different material, and they saw exactly what we had uh, predicted last year. So that's why our discovery is kind of now we have a verification. Before that, it was just a like um, prediction, theoretical prediction, without any 
experimental support. Excellent. Now we have a support. Right. I'm, our claim. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, now we have experimental verification. So we know that people have verified that what we had claimed before that um, that is correct. That's what happens in crystal. So our theory is exactly right. That, and people are using that thing and they are trying to develop uh, technology based on those particles. Excellent. Because these parts, um, wild, people call them like, you could call them, it's kind of funny, we are in West Virginia, we call it wild and wonderful, right? Yeah, look um, at that. Yes, that is perfect. <laughs> wild and wonderful. They are wild because they are not like any other normal particle. They break so many fundamental rules, uh, laws of the nature. So that's why people call them wild, wild fermions. Um, and they are wonderful because they uh, exhibit many novel properties. So for an example, all the technology we have right now, we just use electron, right? Like if electron moves, we have current flow. And just by using this simple fact, we have um, cell phone, computer, all, all existing electronic technology. But these electrons, they are very heavy and they move very slowly. And on the other hand, wild fermions, they are also like electrons, but they have zero mass and they can move as fast as the speed of light. Like, so, uh, like if you compare to electrons, they move at ultra fast speed. So that's why if you build technology based on wild fermions, that will be much, much more faster and efficient. So is that where the computing, um, the ability to build faster computers and stuff, that's how, that's the uh, the hope here, is that you can have, you can, right, right okay. That's exactly the point. And they are, like, they are protected. So it doesn't matter, they have kind of um, a symmetry which protects them. As long as you um, keep that, you cannot destroy them. So you can never kill them as long as you uh, follow those conditions. So that's how people are uh, built, like, um, trying to develop quantum computers based on that. Because if you encode information using wild fermions, that will be very robust. You cannot easily destroy that. Awesome. And, um, you know, you know, you see guys like you, you know, yeah, you're doing incredible work. I'm kind of, I'm trying my best to, to, to learn all this. Um, but you guys are special, but you know, so it's, you see the incredible work, the tests, the, the math equations, and you, you could, you could get you could forget that so much of this is the point of this is to make our just day-to-day -day lives better. And Aldo, I, I thought it was interesting. This is not your first brush with uh, with stardom, Aldo. You also had a, a previous uh, did some great work previously on corrosion, right? On rust of metals for you know cars. That's right. That's right. right. We predicted that uh, we can improve on the uh, properties of uh, 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 steels by adding some atoms that will improve the corrosion behavior of those steels. Yeah, that, yeah so, so there you go. That's just another example of, you know, all this, this incredible science and math you guys are doing can really just make a difference in, uh, in our day-to-day -day life. And heck, if you make the internet better, then heck, everyone's Twitter will be faster and everyone's Facebook will, 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 be, uh, will come through even quicker. So look at that. You guys, are, you guys are amazing, amazing mountaineers. Now, I know that... When you entered into this uh, field, when you entered into physics and came to West Virginia to, to, to better everyone's life, I'm sure the goal was to get on ESPN radio at some point, right? So congratulations, gentlemen, for accomplishing that huge career goal that I'm sure you set ahead for yourselves. Sobit, when you were, in, when you were in India, yeah. Sobit, and when you were in Mexico, Aldo, I'm sure you guys both said, I got to get on ESPN radio, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So now that I have you here, 
But now that I have the two of the leading science experts in the world here, I need to get you guys to answer some questions for me. Now, not all of these are going to be in your field, okay? But you guys are science experts, so I expect you to give me the answers here. Give it to me straight, all right? I, you, you can help me here, right? You're gonna, we're going to tackle these one by one? Let's hit it. All right, let's do happens. it. All right, so Aldo, you're going to go first. I have six questions. We're going to go, we're going to go back and forth. Aldo to Sobit, Aldo to Sobit, Aldo to Sobit, Okay. Okay. All right, Aldo, you're first. Okay, here's the big one. If I go back in time and I saw myself, would the universe explode, Aldo? Tell me the truth. Oh, that's a very good question. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that, that at the end you will face the situation in which the time will see itself. At some point you are returning in something that you will not exist anymore after that. Oh, whew, thank goodness. Okay, thank you for answering that, and we're on a good path here. Sobit, I need to know the truth. Are there any extraterrestrials currently residing on planet Earth? Of course there are. We can't find them, so that doesn't mean like they don't exist. Um, they're my extraterrestrials. Or maybe you go around campus, you will see few of them. All right, so we have a chance here, okay? All right, Aldo, which is the better song about science? She Blinded Me with Science by Thomas Dolby, 1982, or Weird Science by Oingo Boingo, 1985? Holy cow, I don't know any one of those. Uh, okay, uh, so... I have to guess, maybe I would prefer the 185 because it's modern. There you go. Perfect. Weird Science by Oingo Boingo, who, by the way, a member of the band Oingo Boingo went on to uh, write the theme song for The Simpsons. So very good pick by you, Aldo. You know your stuff. I see that. Okay, Sobit, this, this one has always, been, has always confused me, and this one might be tough here. But I once was told that the baseball bat and the baseball never actually touch each other on a, on a hit. What's that? What's going on here? What's, what gives? Actually, I have never played baseball in my life. Okay, cricket. So really, cricket. It's cricket. Yeah, the, I have to guess they have to because at the end, what matters is that uh, the, it's the conservation of a quantity that we call in physics momentum. Before you hit the ball with your bat and the bat has to feel the, the strength that you apply to the bat is, is felt by the ball. And it's action just conservation the, of momentum. Action, the action principle. Okay, so so whoever told me that that was gobbledygook, they 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 contact each other. This is something. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right, excellent. Okay. Cricket. I have like I. Um, go, go ahead. I learned to play since my childhood. What was that? I mean, you could ask me questions about cricket because in <laughs> India, uh, I grew up. like. Playing cricket. Excellent, excellent. Yes, one of the, a great game, cricket for sure. I uh, wonder maybe West Virginia will get a cricket cricket team in the near future here. All right, the next question here for Aldo. Aldo, it is 2017, almost 2018, and I ask you, as a scientist, do you feel guilty at all? Do you feel responsible to the non science non scientists around you that we don't have flying cars yet? Because I think everyone thought we were going to have flying cars by now. Well, I think we are not responsible. We are doing our best to improve the technology that is around us. But we're really working along those lines, but I think it will take a few, few more years before we have something along those Okay, well, you, got, you, but you guys got to work on it, okay? Let's pick up the pace a little bit here. Because, like I said, I, we were told by back to... Sooner or later, you will get, receive a gift from me that will be one of those. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right, last one here for Sobit. Sobit, I need to know yep. from your scientific 
expertise, from your perspective, knowing everything you know about numbers and the way the world works, will Will Greer win the Heisman Trophy in 2018? Sure. Yes. There is no doubt about it. <laughs> Excellent. Folks, you have heard it here first. This, these gentlemen. This is science. Go ahead. Yeah. You want me to work out a theory for that? <laughs> yes, please. I need it mathematically proven. Absolutely. And I want to be, I want to be part of the team. Can I, I can come work with you guys and start working out these numbers, X over Y plus touchdowns minus yards over uh, average opponent strength of schedule, and we'll get it figured out, right? figure out the game theory for the game, right? Oh, yeah, it's right. Like, it's all game theory. Everything in life is game theory, gentlemen. I'm sure everyone knows this. <laughs> gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so proud of you guys for the work you're doing. Thank you so much for bringing great attention uh, to the university. And I think it's so cool that everyone with all these diverse backgrounds can come to West Virginia. It's an absolutely beautiful state, full of beautiful people. And anytime we get new folks in here... Um, from wherever they come from, making the state a better place, we all benefit from it. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you for inviting us. Yeah, I, thank it, you for it's a good place to be. Yeah. All right, awesome. Yes, thank you so much, Otto. Thank you so much. Good luck on your future endeavors, and I'll sure, sure to be following your work, even if I don't always ultimately understand it. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you. All thank right, you go, very much. Go Mountaineers, gentlemen. Yeah, let's go Mountaineers. Let's go Mountaineers. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Now, that was awesome. That was so much fun. Love those guys. Uh, Micah, I'm sure when you picked up our show for a third season, you had uh, no idea that we would be, by the end of the year, interviewing world-renowned physicists on the sports airwaves here. So uh, thank you for the artistic freedom to interview mountaineers of all kinds. Um, like I said, and I meant it, there's lots of ways to bring glory to the state, and those guys are doing it in their own way, and that is absolutely awesome. And I think the stories of how they got here is great. What Sobit said about uh, living in India all the way across the world and uh, living in a geography and climate that was pretty much the same as, as West Virginia. I just get such a kick out of that. That is awesome. He is a mountaineer at heart, um, living his childhood at the foot of the Himalayas. That is pretty darn cool because now here he is at West Virginia making history. Okay, we will be back with Tyson Badgent, quarterback of Martinsburg High School football team, Gatorade State player of the year that's very cool looking forward to talking to him so uh stick around uh for we will be back to speak to tyson espn 102.3 the ticket fm this is the walkthrough stick around Summers County's landmark full-service service station in Hinton is Gerald's Exxon. Open with pay at the pump 24-7 or get personal service from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, head mechanic Johnny Real is available for auto maintenance and repairs. You can trust them to keep your car road ready. Gas, tires, brakes, and oil are a family tradition at Gerald's Exxon in Hinton. Your full-service service station. ESPN 102.3, The Ticket FM. We are back. Thank you so much for sticking around. 
Um, you know, showbiz is showbiz, and this is as Hollywood as it gets here on the walkthrough. Um, I'm without a producer, and here we are down a guest. Um, but the uh, the show must go on, and we got a deep bench here on the walkthrough. So I've been very lucky and happy to bring on from BlueGoldSports.com, Frank Markell. Frank, what's going on? Not much. How's it going? It's going great. You know, I'm. I'm. Uh, uh, this is a new challenge for me. I've never produced a radio show, but I've got. You know, I'm, we're about. You know, we're about almost forty minutes in, and so far, you know, I don't want to exaggerate. I think it's the greatest. 40 minutes of radio that's ever been done so far so i think it's wouldn't be surprised yeah yeah you know i think it's uh, i think i'm rising to the challenge so uh mm-hmm. so yeah so thank you for coming on on short notice really appreciate it dig no your problem. dig your stuff so you were you were one of the first people i thought of um <clears throat> excuse me i want to handle basketball with you obviously you've been mm-hmm. you've been doing football all year but i see that you're uh carrying on your your matchup pieces um yep. Uh, you know, for for each game, uh, so let's let's look back first. Here we here we have the Mountaineers. You know, feeling pretty good, sitting at number eleven in the country. They've got a few uh, good wins in their back pocket, heading into conference play here. So looking back, you did the you did all the matchup articles. You looked into all these games. Are, are, were any of these results surprising? I mean, including the blowout loss to Texas A&M and the real nice victory against Virginia. Has anything been surprising so far for you? I think the Texas A&M was surprising. I wasn't that surprised that they lost that game. I think Texas A&M was a very underrated team. Well, they're not underrated I, anymore, right? They're number seven or something no, in the country? Proved. Yeah, I, I think Texas A&M gives Kentucky a run for their money this year in the Interesting. SEC. Interesting. But, um... And now, and now the Texas A&M team without their best player and Robert Williams. So. Right, absolutely, yeah. So they they really are a force to be reckoned with. Um, and, and go ahead. I think that that was a surprise, but I also think that that Marist game was not pretty. That right, Missouri yeah. game was not pretty either. Right. See, the but Missouri I, game was you know the Marist game. Yes, it's surprising because a six point win against Marist doesn't isn't going to make mm-hmm. anyone feel good. The Missouri game was surprising not because they won, but because they won hitting foul shots. I know. I Unbelievable. Daxter won fourteen and fifteen. Which I is- love. Look, I think I don't know if I said this to Matt on the air or off the air. Um, so if if I said it on the air, I'm going to I'm going to give myself an exemption to repeat some content here. Um, I love. When a player who struggles shooting foul shots in in end game situations finds a way to get it done, because foul shots are it's such an individual challenge. It's you and the ball and the rim. It's mm-hmm. you. It's you against yourself. And I was so proud of Dax. And now the team itself is pretty. It's you know I hate to say, it, but they're a fine. They're a fine free throw shooting team. I mean, you know they're Devon's about over ninety percent. I think. Yeah. Um, yep. They've improved. I think back to what Daxter, what you were saying about Daxter Miles. I think ever since that Kansas game, he's we've seen that he's put in the time. Right. At, yes. He's improved. I don't know what he's shooting this year to be. Uh, he's shooting. I got it 70, right here. Yeah. 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 Dax yeah. Miles. Dax Miles shooting seventy two percent. If you got yeah, your two, couldn't hit, yeah, he couldn't hit those in a row for his life last year. Right, yeah. percent Yeah, so. you're absolutely right. So you got your two shooting, you got your two guards, your two starting guards are mm-hmm. shooting, are shooting, uh, J- J- Javon is shooting uh, 90% from the free throw line. Daxter Miles mm-hmm. shooting 73, uh, 70, yeah, 72. Um, yeah. And then from the field, Javon is shooting 45% and Dax is shooting 46% from the field. These are your two starting 
Uh, you're starting I'm not guards. I'm talking about James Bolden who's shooting 50% from the field. Right, 50% from the field for Bolden, 48% from three. You know, the, you know, this team has never been, you know, for years you've, you've wondered where are the shooters, man? Huggins can't bring a shooter on campus and still the team is, is, is lacking a shooter, although obviously we just mentioned Bolden and he's getting it, yeah. he's getting it done. But still, the, the roster is probably without a dead-eye shooter. But man, they are, they really are getting it done. Um, so anyway, so I, I do. I want to get into these guys and the growth of each individual player in a bit. We got some time here, but let's get mm-hmm. back. Let's get back to this schedule. So yeah, so the struggle against Marist early was concerning, and that's when I really started to think something was coming. The Texas A and M game was a disaster, but then they, you know, started winning a few in a row, and the Marist game was 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 shocking. And then the way they won the Missouri game, having to come back, having to rely on foul shots, something that I didn't think they could sustain. I really going into the Virginia game, I thought something was going to come. I thought I, I thought. You know, you know, something's coming. This team is not as good as um, national people think they are, or, or as their record might indicate that they are. But they're just—they're getting it done. And I think one of the main reasons they're getting it done is because of these the, some of these individual performances, which, like I said, we'll just get into that. But what stuck out? So you got Virginia and Pitt, two real nice. You know, P- Pitt's not good. You know, I'll but say a road rivalry. A road rivalry game. game, exactly. Anything can happen. You you know, you you flip a coin in those games, and heck, you saw it. The Mountaineers were up big, and it ends up being a nine point win because. Oh, P- that's what I was gonna say. I think the one worry I have about this team is they cannot play without Javon Carter on the floor. Right, it does seem. To, and when you yeah. get into Big Twelve play with this Big Monday stuff, with these two games in three days, I don't know if he can play forty minutes a game. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Depth is absolutely an issue, and you're right. That's a great point uh, that you make there, Frank. This team has yet to have to play challenging. Um, obviously, they were in the tournament where they were playing the twenty. They played the twentieth, twenty third, twenty fourth, and then twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. You know, four games in six days. That's pretty tough. But you know, you're talking there pretty much. You know, Missouri Marist pushed them. But they, they were up by forty at the half against UCF. Exactly. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. So you're right. So these. Wait. Wait till we see these Saturday Monday turnarounds, and we'll see how much mm-hmm. the depth the depth impacts them. Okay. So let's get to that. Let's get to that. Uh, to to the depth there that this team is playing with right now, because <clears throat> excuse me, as it stands right now, you've only got four guys averaging, um, averaging. Um, Double, double digit. digit, yeah, right. You got yeah, double digits. He is playing what? We have one, two, three, four, five, nine guys playing uh, double digit minutes, which that's pretty good. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you're going to see Chase Harler getting 17 minutes in conference play. Magic Bender getting 30. I don't think you can see right. Chase Harler right. and yeah. Bender getting yeah. 17. Yeah, now, and now Chase. Minutes. In yeah. fact, I think Chase. You know, I could see him having a cleaner and clearer role in less minutes in conference play mm-hmm. right now he's sh- right now he's shooting 35 percent from three i think he's a good shooter. he's a good shooter right he's he's got he's going to clean that up i could see his minutes coming down and his impact going up Bender, yeah, bender's been concerning right because you talk about they can't win without javon on the court what do they do without without sags on the court uh they can't score inside right and um, in, I, even though they, they score a lot, but I still don't think they have a good offense. I'm, oh, you know, I'm with you. Yeah, they do. The the the, the team I does. I think the turnovers get them so many extra possessions 
that they can score a lot. But two, you know, actual power five games against Pitt, in Pitt against Virginia, they have 68 and 69 points. Right. Now, the Virginia one doesn't bother me. You know, Virginia is one of the best defensive Virginia teams in the country. But constant at 37 points. Right, so. exactly. But 69 points against Pitt. Yeah, I'm with you there complete. Right now, the team is averaging 85 points a game. Um, I'd be shocked if that number stays that high in conference play. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, they're not going to be able to press as much as they have been in the non-conference schedule. Because And even that, they've stepped the press back a little bit. They are not pressing like they used to press. Um, yep. And then they don't have enough guys to run out there Right, to press. exactly. They don't have the bodies. I um, think that this pick game is going to change because we saw Javon in foul trouble. And we saw the defense and the whole team in general just go down. And you can't have Javon Carter in foul trouble. Right, you cannot. You can't have Dante in foul trouble either, which it seems like every game he's in foul trouble. Well, that's just the nature of the beast right there when you play the way he plays. You know, when you're a shot blocker, when you're a rim protector, you know. Same thing with Javon. He's aggressive. It's the way he plays. Exactly. Um, Another thing I'm wondering is, can Javon Carter get the star status with the refs that Frank Mason got? Oh, the star got? treatment. Yes, the star treatment you're talking about. He, well, Frank Mason, think, has, Frank Mason has been pushing off with the ball in his hand for, for years now. So I would yeah. like to think maybe Javon could get away with a little hand um, on the waist on defense, perhaps. If he can get that treatment, then Things I don't are, think that treatment's fair. Right. But, but if he can get it. But if he can get it, he that that should be a boost to the team. It's kind of funny that you know bad refereeing can help the team. But yeah, really- right. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're talking about boosts here. Um, you know, you have had some guys come off the bench with with flashes. One of them specifically is Teddy Allen. He has shown mm-hmm. a, a bit of an ability to score in the half court, and I do think that's something the team has done well. Javon Carter has developed into a player who can get his own shot off the dribble. He can. Mm-hmm. He has a diverse offensive game. He has a little mid range, and now he's shooting from three. Uh, as we said, shooting over forty three percent. But Teddy Allen seems to be someone who can get the ball into the rim out of, you know, contested situations. He reminds me a little bit of George Niang. And, um, it, it, you know, are you excited about Teddy Allen, or is there anyone else? Uh, I'm, excited. I'm excited about Teddy Allen. We've seen stuff from Wesley Harris, but I, I just, I don't, that's a position where I think he's going to get, he's going to be relied on a lot. I think he's going to be relied on more than Allen. Right, yeah. Um, he's getting already getting 23 minutes a game, and I don't think that's going anywhere. Yeah. I don't think he's going to lose his starting role. He's done nothing to lose it. But mm-hmm. uh, but he does seem to, to to fade in and out. Not effort at all. I love his effort. Um, you know, he's excuse me, he you know, he, he he plays on defense. He does a nice job at the top of that press. Um you know, getting seven points a game. Uh, what are mm-hmm. we talking about? Five rebounds a game. Um, not bad numbers. No, at all. not bad. No, 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 not bad at all. So he, so yeah. So, so I, I'm with you completely on Wesley Harris. But what I'm getting at is, after you have these guys, these you know Carter, Miles, West, and Sags, and obviously mm-hmm. you, you put Bolden in that group. He's not a starter, but he he does have an impact. Or off the bench. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. But obviously the big one, the big name that's going to come in here and, and hopefully transform this team, or maybe not transform this team because, you know, they're working fine, hopefully take this team to the next level, is it, Issa. Is yep. Issa. Mm-hmm. Issa Ahmed. Um, now, he's not, you know, he's, you know he, he's not a superstar, for, um, but he's a good player. He's limited on offense and, and has had some defensive lapses. What do you think? 
we, we'll see out of Issa when he comes back after missing all this time. I think you're going to see him more determined than ever. I hope you see him more determined <laughs> right, than ever. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what Issa... Issa's weird because there are games, the Kansas game last year... Oh, where come he looked, on. He looked oh like gosh. an All-American. Yep. And then there are just some times when he can't make the right decisions, he can't hit a shot, and it's just painful to watch. I think Issa's going to fit in right away. I think he's going to start at the three... They'll put West as a stretch four. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, and I think then that Wesley Harris doesn't deserve it, but I think he goes to the bench. Yeah, but actually, um, but, but there you go, though. You know, Wesley Harris as a bench player, and I don't mean to say anything, you know, the, the, the effort there is there. But Wesley mm-hmm. Harris as a bench player is a much different entity than Wesley Harris as a starter. There's, I think if you can have Bolden giving you, you know, 15, 20 minutes a game off the bench, I think if you get Wesley Harris the same amount, and then you have Teddy Allen that can come in if, yeah, te- if needed. Right, yeah, Teddy's giving you 12 to 15. Harris and West are giving you 15 to 20. Yeah, all of a sudden, you're finding a little bit of... You have a little depth, you're, which you're, we didn't think we had at the start of the right, season. Right, exactly. So it's funny how these things always have a way of working themselves out, but it's really going to rely on Issa... Um, you know, taking that next step in his game, being a more consistent player, um, and I, I agree with you. I, you know, there's 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 optimism around the program that he really is going to 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 make a difference this year. I think just as far as X's and O's goes, it's going to be nice to have him, um, you know, at the top of the key. You know, just you know, you have you'll have, in the half court offense. You know, you'll have those three guys around the perimeter: Javon, Daxter, and Lamont, and then you have. Issa and Sags, two really powerful guys playing yeah, in the paint. We've, we've seen that Issa in that position can make good decisions. Right, he, right. He can, he, can, he can run an offense. Yeah, I just don't want him putting the ball on the ground. That's what I don't want to see out yeah. of Issa mm-hmm. from, that, from that elbow. Don't put the ball on the ground, unless, unless he's been working on it. So I, who knows? Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Um, all right. So, what is have your one last thing? Have your expectations changed? We're you know we're ten games into the season now. We know a bit more than we did before. Have your expectations changed for this team, and what are they? So I'm going to say with Issa coming back, you can look at this as the year Kansas finally doesn't win the Big Twelve. Could be. But we've been saying that for <laughs> years now. Yeah, right. Kansas always has a slip up out of conference. Right. Yep. Always lose a game, and everyone's saying, you know, it's just the year Bill Self doesn't win a championship, and Bill Self fix, t- tends to fix everything. Yep. Um, I think they finished second. I think I like the Big Twelve has very has impressed me very much in out of conference. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good league. Texas Tech's better than I thought. TCU is better than I thought. Oklahoma State hung around with Wichita State, who's I think number three in the country now for a good 35 minutes. Um, I think the Big 12 is going to get the highest percentage of teams in the tournament. I think they get 60% of their teams in the tournament, maybe yeah. 70. Right. I think it's a very good conference, but I do think West Virginia comes in second. I just don't think they can dethrone Kansas. Is And, and you're thinking Sweet 16 for this team, right, probably, in that range? Yeah, Any- I'd say Sweet 15 range, I yeah. think. Anything, anything less than that's a disappointment. Anything over that is gravy, right? Around At least that's the 32 my opinion. or a first-round loss, it will be, I a think, will be a disappointment. Especially yeah. when you have a senior like Javon who just won't let them lose. Right. We've seen it in the Virginia game. 
he just he's 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 in the gym all the time. He doesn't want to let them lose. Right. I think that would be a big disappointment. Yeah, he's a he's a special we player. Have a very, yeah. very seniors on the roster this year. I, I think that'd be a bad way to send them out. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Frankie, look, thank you so much for coming on on short notice. It's great that uh, you know you obviously know your stuff, so that's awesome. And again, folks, you can check him out on uh, bluegoldsports.com. Frankie, on your way out, why don't you tell them where they can find you on Twitter? Uh, we From the last time, we still kept it, even though we cover basketball and football. It's uh, at M-T-N-E-E-R-S football. Mountain on Twitter. Football, the full word, F-O-O-T-B-A-L-O? The full word. Full word. All right, for, folks, that's Frank Markell. Frank, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, stick around. We'll be back to wrap things up. we got Jeremy Simon from Blue Gold Sports. we got Blue Gold Sports Family Day here today. All right, come back. We'll wrap things up. ESPN 102.3, the ticket FM. At First Community Bank, we believe everyone deserves free checking with no fees or minimum balance. We believe in saying thank you, so we'll deposit $10 in your new account and pay you up to $10 for your old debit cards and checks. We'll even print your new debit card on the spot. At First Community Bank, we believe in offering all the money-saving services you need with the attention only a community bank can provide. Drop by or visit us online at firstcommunitybank.com. All promotions are subject to change or cancellation. $25 opening balance required. Member FDIC. ESPN 102.3, The Ticket FM. Thanks for coming back. We are here to wrap things up. Like As I said, this is a blue-gold family day it's turned into. Big thanks to Frank Markell filling in last second. And uh, here we go, another one. I told you we got a deep bench here. Jeremy Simon. Jeremy, what's going on? Uh, how we doing, Jeff? Doing great. Uh, great to finally have you on this year. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, you've been busy. Don't forget about me. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Heck, it's impossible to forget about you. Blue Gold Sports has been uh, been pretty much everywhere this year. So uh, great, uh, great work everybody's doing. That's awesome. And like I said, we just had Frank on. Frank's great. We're talking to him about basketball, and he knows his stuff. So that's awesome. You got a, you got a good staff over there, Jeremy. But you know that. <clears throat> um, all right, so let's get talk. I want to talk about Will Greer and talk about this bowl game coming up. Um, I know you're digging around. What have you found? Is the do you have any clue if he's playing or not yet? I mean, all, all indications are that he's not playing. Um, That's good. And and all indications are it's probably the the best idea that he doesn't play. Uh, it's it's. But listen, I, I I can say this from a media standpoint. Of course, fans are saying their own things. This bowl game is important to the players. It's a bowl game. Of course, for it's sure, important for sure. It's the it's the it's the media and the fans are being like, oh, you know what? It's it's it's. it's it's a useless bowl game. There's nothing to it. Obviously, we know that's not true. You know, maybe, right. maybe that's true to the fans, but you know, the players just mean something. Um, but at the end of the day, um, from everything I understand, he's just not going to be ready to play. Um, you think? Now, if, with that being you, said, you, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, with, with that being said, everybody's been very quiet about it as well. Do you get the sense, or, or you know, you know, you? Uh, what do you think? If he was healthy, he's he's playing. You think is that what you're getting at? Saying that you know this game yeah, matters absolutely. to these guys. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I've, yeah, he would definitely be playing. Does that if, mean he's? Uh, does that mean you think you're leaning that he's coming back? I would have to think so. Yes. Again, <laughs> you know, we uh, you know I've, I've been able to have the opportunity uh, you know to speak to his father at times. He's been very quiet about the entire situation. Um, 
But I think you have to. I mean, I think if you're Will, you have to. Now that he's, you know, ESPN has him as a Heisman hopeful for next year. Right, right, the right. The fact he only has 17 games under his belt. I mean, I think you have to come back. And we also have a little bit of clarity now on this quarterback class. Obviously, a lot can change. I mean, players get injured in pro day and, and uh, in combine, God forbid. Um, but So there can still be some shuffling going on, but there does seem to be some stability at the top there. Um, it depends on who you ask, but... Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield sneaking in, and then Jackson and Allen after them. So you're going to have five guys that Will Greer would probably have to leap to get in. Well, not five. He'd have to leap, you know, one or two, three of them to get into the big money uh, picks in the first round. So, you know, there's a couple reasons that I think that I think Will should come back. Um, Now, tied to Will in a lot of ways is David Sills. He seems like a far more obvious choice for me um, to, to come back. Are you hearing any different? Uh, again, the same thing. I hear right. that he's he's probably leaning toward coming back as well. For me, it's the exact opposite, though. He he would be a far more obvious choice to, to go ahead and declare. Oh, let's hear it. Go on. Um, and, and the reason being is this is one of those situations where, I mean, your stock may not be much higher. That's it's, true. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be. It's gonna be tough for him to to replicate. Now, I do think he can be a better player. Um, you know, we were just talking. Frank and I were talking about Chase Harler. About when Chase Harler settles in, you could see him playing less than that seventeen minutes once Issa comes in and everyone else gets figured out. You could see Harler seventeen minutes per game coming down, but his effectiveness going up. You could see Sills being a better player next year and not scoring eighteen touchdowns. You could. You right. could. Yeah. Now, you know, of course, the, the kicker with Sills would be. And like you said, they're kind of tied together with Greer. <laughs> Excuse me. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if for some reason, for some unforeseen reason, that Will Greer woke up this morning and decided, you know what, I'm out of here, that has to weigh heavily on David Silva's decision, I Yeah, would think. you would think so, right. Now, losing players like this is, is never a good thing, but it happens, and especially it happens to good programs. You see the defense trying to, trying to, um, to deal with losing players over the years. Um, but one thing that can help that is recruiting, and the Mountaineers are doing an amazing job in recruiting. Is this something – do you think the Mountaineers have hit a new level here? Do you think Dana's settled in and the team now has a culture and a brand that they can sell out there and they've had some success? Do you think this type of recruiting is here to stay? I believe so. I'll tell you why. It's, the, it's Dana's contract. Yeah, right. Yeah, that'll help. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and we, it's tough to recruit against actually, an extension. Yeah, we'd actually written an article about that a couple of weeks ago about you know the correlation between his long term contract and recruiting. And <clears throat> you see it. I think I think the desire um, for for athletes to go to West Virginia has always kind of been there. You know, the air raid and, and mm-hmm. the three three five, which is apparently the most controversial defense in the nation. I know, right? right? Yeah, who, yeah. <laughs> seriously. Um, Who'd have known there were so many people that concerned about the uh, the intricacies of, dematic, uh, of, of schematic defense? It's awesome. <laughs> well, and it, that, that goes into recruiting. I mean, it, right. it, allows, it allows Gibson to recruit a, a totally different caliber athlete. Absolutely. Well, look, there's a lot of guys walking around that are 6 foot 215 and can run. There's, a lot, there's not a lot of guys that are 6'5", 320 and can run, you know? So, right. so he's able to well, recruit, six, recruit six of these safeties a year, it seems. Well, and a case in point is, is Tavis Lee from Martinsburg um, signed with West Virginia. He's, you're going to put 30 pounds on that kid. And he's probably, and I don't want to compare him to this guy's ability, but he's going to be a Bruce Irvin type player. He's going to be a situational player right. for West Virginia. Yeah, a pass um, rusher. Something they've, something has, they've been lacking he's, since He's Bruce. the type of kid that you don't really, he, he's not going to get a lot of offers because of, 
you got ten, we got player, 10 seconds, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and that type of recruiting is the recruiting they need to do. Complimentary recruiting, get guys in places that uh, that they have holes. Jeremy, look, thank you so much for hopping on. As I said, Blue Gold Sports, yeah, you guys do great work. We always appreciate the support. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, thanks, Jeremy. Have a uh, great New Year if I don't talk to you again. Hey, my pleasure, guys. ESPN 102.3 at the ticket, FM.